welcome to episode 416 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. Hi, Ed. How you doing? Good. How are you, sir? I'm okay. A little, uh, I'm suffering from, I think, a, a bout of allergy. <clears throat> As I was telling you before we left, before we came on here, in case if I sound very stuffy and, like, <laughs> very nasally, um, my sister came over with her new dog, Loki, and, um, everything's fine. Cute, cute, adorable dog. Um, got well with our two dogs here. Uh, the problem is my sister's got, I think, three, maybe four cats at this point. And at some point in my life, I don't know exactly when or how. I'm assuming how because every seven years you're a new person. I've gotten a cat allergy. That's the only thing I can think of because she, they came over. It was her, my two nephews, the dog. Um, and they have a bunch of cats. And it, it happened, my, my stuffed up head and foggy stuff happened while they were there so that's the, only thing I, that's the only thing I can think of so forgive me if I seem a little stuffy <laughs> <laughs> you're always a bit stuffy <laughs> um, but I, I'm, I'm officially on uh, vacation awesome yeah I have a, a forced vacation actually it's the use them or lose them <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> I have I have this week off and then I go back to work for a week and then I have that the, the following week off so I got two technically two full weeks off I just couldn't do it back to back oh okay so I'm like yay time for no pants week <laughs> sitting around in my underwear like, week know. off pants off that's right that's exactly it I'm gonna put that on a shirt week off pants off <laughs> Speaking of speaking of pants off, we have to discuss this. Yeah, it's it's not really nerd news, or it might be nerd news because I I feel like it, there's a, a section of our audience that probably subscribes or or is a host of some sort, and I think I think with my go get them attitude and your brains, we can figure this out, Ed. Okay. I don't know if you heard or not, but OnlyFans is going to ban porn starting October first. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, just to say, yeah, here's here's and just to be like, well, what do you mean? Like, like they're like, oh no, we're not. Here's here's what it's going to. Uh, 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 this is what the new guidelines are. Ready? Yes. Um, the new acceptable use policy bars uploading, posting, displaying, or publishing content that shows, promotes, advertises, or refers to sexually explicit conduct. For the purpose of OnlyFans, this is defined as, number one, actual or simulated sexual intercourse, including genital to genital, oral to genital, anal to genital, or oral to anal between persons of any sex, actual or simulated masturbation. Number three, any exhibition of the any exhibition, any, yeah, any exhibition of the anus or genitals of any person, which is extreme or offensive. Number four, actual or simulated material depicting bodily fluids commonly secreted during sexual content. In short, it's 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 pan ban. It's a porn ban through and through. Ed. So, here here's 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 where we need to find out how we can capitalize on this. Okay. Okay. We need to come up with an idea to have all those people who have, are now about to leave OnlyFans to s- switch over to like the Geeksters Neat Network or something. <laughs> We'll get the 20% cut that OnlyFans gets. I mean, I think that's fair. <laughs> Move it over 
you know, I we just I just don't know. I don't have the brains on how to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I figure we. I mean, I think part of me is just like, okay, we just need a big giant server, and then some maybe some Lego mumble jumbo and some some maybe some you know <laughs> contracts and stuff, and and then Bob's your uncle. We're raking in. We're it's it's you know, we're only fans too or something. <laughs> <laughs> only things. fans geeksters yeah get your geek on get your geek on get your get your get your get your get your geek on <laughs> so ed we have to come up with a way to be able to save these people because i mean that's what i feel like i feel like we have to step up and be heroes you know not all heroes wear capes some of them punch a keyboard <laughs> some of them some of them pedal porn <laughs> Right. It's not pedaling. Sex work is work. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, no, uh, I mean, the, the, the fist, the, you know, actual computer aspect of it's not that very difficult. I mean, you can design something that you can use, um, you know, to, to, uh, uh you know, you, 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 you even do it on a cloud server. You don't even have to build a server. You can just, you can buy one basically for, okay. you know, like kind of. You know, because especially with, especially with with that kind of amount of of data, you're gonna you're gonna have to hold because you're uploading video is basically what it is. So you have to maintain a server that you know can keep increasing in size as time goes on. So that that's not the that's not the difficult part. You know, I mean, to me, the only problem is not knowing how to do the interface. But I mean, I can figure that out. I mean, that's not really that difficult. I mean, it's 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 the legal aspect, and that's that's where that's where. I think that's why fans only got is getting you know uh, uh, that's getting screwed in a way. I mean, because I mean they 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 got to a point where they you know could figure this out, but then I I, I think whoever uh, you know whoever legally fig, you know made the change that's that's where it comes into like that's I, well, what from the articles I've read. What it sounds like is that um there are certain people now that are being sticking in mud, being like, um, it's like well, you made all this money off of the backs of, you know, these uh, these OnlyFans sites, you know, and now all of a sudden someone's like, hey, I think we should crack down on this because because maybe they got a new partner or they got like, um, like what Pornhub I think it was did, you know, they got rid of all the the illegal content. Mm-hmm. Um, again. I mean, by illegal, not like underage stuff, but I meant like stuff that wasn't copyrighted, which again, that is copyright infringement, totally get rid of it. But this is the cases where it's like, oh, let's say, Ed, I owned OnlyFans and I'm running it, I'm raking in the millions and millions of dollars, right? You decide to buy some stock in my company and it's enough of a stock for you to have, let's say, a say on a board of directors. And now because you have a say on the board of directors, you now are offended by what we, which is making all the money on, you're now offended by it. It's like, you know, it's like, but you bought into it knowing that we make that money, knowing we make that product, and now you want us to stop that product is essentially the product that is putting food on your table. Mm-hmm. You know, because if we don't have that, we're going to collapse. There's there's just no way. I mean, I, like, look, I'm, I'm not saying that OnlyFans doesn't have, like, some legitimate non-adult content on it they do i mean it started off like that you know and some people found a way to make their own living and they you might say turn a blind eye for most of it 
but now they're being told not to turn that blind eye to it to actually now look at it and now they're making changes so that October 1st comes it's like uh, that's it I, October 2nd you're going to find OnlyFans lost millions and millions of dollars they're, they're going to declare bankruptcy by Christmas there are people out there who did like you know uh, during uh, quarantine you know left their jobs you know, we obviously I wasn't one of them, but you know, left their jobs and became you know started an OnlyFans page and makes like you know a decent, a, a livable wage to where they don't need to have what some of us would call a real job, you know. And it's it's a I like I know somebody personally that left their job and decided to you know just pursue the OnlyFans route, and you know it's like I'm like wow I wonder that's it kind of sucks like. Now they're going to have to go back working in the real world. Maybe who knows? I don't unless unless we can find some way to save these poor poor adult workers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 you're kidding yourself if they're making a decent wage. I mean they they I mean a lot of those like vloggers and and because and, that's what it comes down to and, and like and and you know YouTube users and and uh, uh, um you know fan only uh groups they're making they're making a lot of money i mean you know oh, yeah. especially oh, just videotaping nice. like once a week or you know you know i mean i mean some probably do it once a day or whatever they you know and depending on their quality of their their channel and how they sure, edit and, on how much you you subscribe like what what tier level you're at right yeah. you know so 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 they're you know they're they're making money you know hand over fist cuz i mean imagine if i don't even know what it costs but imagine it's like 20 hours a month to sign up, not even. I'm going to say five hours a month. You know, I, th- I think it depends on the the person and what they're what they want to charge. I think that that's where that's where the OnlyFans part comes in. You get to determine your own value, and and if people are willing to buy it, then they're willing to pay for it. You know what I mean, I mean, it doesn't even have to be sexually explicit. Be like, you know, Ed, I'm just going to start taking photos of my feet, and I'm going to start. There's there's enough foot fetish people out there. I'd be like, ooh, I'm going to pay Sean twenty bucks a month just to look at his gnarly ass toes. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Exactly. Exactly. So some people were like, <laughs> but then I'm, I'm I'll, see, my- I'll see you next month. Here's his money box. Next thing you know, I'm walking around with a big fur jacket. You know, you know, we call it fish tank platform heels, <laughs> a furry hat with a feather in it, <laughs> and like <laughs> open-toed sandals from now on. <laughs> Actually, no, I'd wear them. They always be covered up. You were seeing you got paid for, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> tell you, we could be thousand heirs, and I think we could be thousand heirs in this one. I was just saying, like, I mean, you know, you you get like you get like five hundred people, you know, five bucks a pop. I mean, it's twenty five thousand dollars. You know, you you know, it's just like you know, and that's a month. It's just like you know, quit our regular jobs, Ed. Yeah, I'm saying like stuff like that. You can make, you can make a fortune, and uh, (laughs) I mean, and not even have to do anything. We just we just collect the money. You know. I mean, we have we have to promote it and stuff like that, but we're not going to be the ones taking the photos or anything like that. We're just going to be hosting it. We're just going to be thinking, yeah, you guys can just put all your shit on, the, on, on over here. We'll just take 20% of your, your intake. That's all. That's it. That's it. And then they'll be like, okay, sure, no problem. And you and I just go like that. After a year, boom. Geeksters, Inc. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Two Boobs in a Basement Production presents not OnlyFans. <laughs> Special OnlyFans. <laughs> right. Special fans, we'll call it. Special fans. <laughs> you give us a buck, we'll give you something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they played you because there was there was so many things that were gonna fly out of my mouth, <laughs> yeah. and each one was not favorable. Give us five bucks and you'll have us twerking in public. <laughs> give us five bucks, we'll give you five. Bucks. Right. Don't forget to listen to our our, our silly little podcast that we're still doing. <laughs> <laughs> Here on, on the premier not only fans website, <laughs> you still get that for free. But all the other stuff that's on here, you gotta pay for. It. <laughs> we, we, we gotta find a way, Ed. We gotta we gotta work. We gotta work fast though, because we got till October. <laughs> we gotta start promoting now, or at least for at least a, at least a good month. I uh, like you know I'll, we'll throw out some tendrils to like some stay. I noticed if you're an OnlyFans, me, you might want to come over my on our side. Here's what here's what we off has here's what we have to offer, and then bam, you and I just be like, Sean, sure, sure, what do you do for a living? I don't do nothing. <laughs> I, I cash checks. <laughs> I go to the bank, I withdraw money, and I roll around it. <laughs> That's my job. Every every week, I take a bag full of money, I come home, and I throw on the bed, and I strip down bare ass, and I roll around in it while my wife takes photos of me. <laughs> so, I can, so I can post it on our own, not only fans page. And for $5, you can see me roll around your money. <laughs> That's great. I do it all wearing a Speedo. <laughs> That's it. No, I'm not know about no nudity. I have a wife. She'd kill me. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, Tenda! She could I'm see all, it. I'm all about the tasteful walk of art. Here's my big toe. <laughs> <laughs> tell you, we could do it. We need just good word of mouth that these guys are. It'd be like night shift. You remember the movie Night Shift with Michael Keaton and Henry Winkler? Yeah. Where they became pimps. Yeah. You know, and they were nice guy pimps. Everyone loved them because they were decent people. That could be us. That could be, <laughs> be us. us. Yeah, I'd probably be more the Michael Keaton version. You'd be definitely the Henry. Henry Winkler was a little uptight. You'd definitely be sweating bullets all the time. Like, I don't understand. This can't happen. No. Everyone, they're like, yeah, that's right. Me, baby, walking around in a big fur jacket, going, "What's up, everybody?" <laughs> <sighs> so anyway, that's what we gotta do. Ed. We have to save the industry. <laughs> All right, I'll get right on that. All right. Anyway, so how, what'd you do this week? Uh, not too much. Um, I I did watch the next episode of um, What If uh, on uh, Disney Plus. I did as well. All right. What do you think? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a, it was an interesting story. Um, I like. I'm always number one. I'm always amazed by the artwork. The animation style is very nice. Um, also, too, I'm also very impressed with the fact that they kind of get just about everybody back. 
I mean, I know Dave Batista wasn't in, wasn't in it, but to get Kurt Russell basically to say one line and, and that's it, like it, that's kind of a, it's interesting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I thought the premise was was interesting. For those of you who don't know, it was basically what if T'Challa was take was Star Lord instead of Peter Quill, and and it was it was interesting. I was like I, I enjoyed it. What I guess what annoys me is that after the show everyone posts an article and everyone posts these articles as if the show was going to pick up where it left off it's like they don't really get the concept of the show mm-hmm. it's called what if what if this one thing happened and then after that you can go in on any directions you can say okay well this happened this happened maybe that happened maybe this happened but i read so many articles lately about like it's like well doing this caused all this to happen it's how is this going to affect the rest of the mcu and i just feel like going it 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 doesn't it's a story it's just it's a it's a moment in time that they're focusing on what if this happened and then that's it it's not like what if this happened and then like 10 years down the line oh my goodness this happens like Mm. you know it's you don't know it's, it's no one cares it's just that moment stop talking about it like it's going to have some lasting effect on the rest of the movies and tv shows that you do that you're about to watch because it's not the only thing it might tie into is i think is is the doctor strange you know the madness of the multiverse movie because it it is very multiverse in theme you know because it's the watcher looking at all these different timelines and all these different things that could have potentially happened I don't know how it's all going to tie in and maybe that's it maybe it just just ties into the into the Doctor Strange movie and that's it that's but I personally I I enjoyed it I thought it was great fun and and it makes me smile when I'm watching it you know so that's all that really matters I'm entertained okay what do you think I half liked it (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I always like the, you know, kind of like, I always call it the Ocean Eleven kind of heist thing, the misdirection type of thing going on. So that was that was awesome. I mean, like that, that part of the storyline. The only thing I the only thing I didn't buy in this whole thing was how T'Challa was convincing his point of view. I'm like, was was one of Black Panther's powers, uh, you know, uh, convincing people to t- change their minds? Like, I think I was kind of like... I don't know that that just seemed ridiculous part of it you know for me um but I mean it was just still enjoyable like I still I still enjoyed it I just kind of I was just kind of like I, I didn't think it was um right it, the idea of, of, of T'Challa being able to talk Thanos out of right one erase half but again this is all before even anything about the the infinity stones and gauntlets even came to play in my book, because the first time you really hear about the Infinity Stones, you know, is pretty much Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Know, and then he kind of retroacted the uh, the Tesseract as being a, a part of an Infinity Stone. So him being able to stop Thanos from me doing any of that, maybe it did come down to a conversation. Maybe he's just that charismatic and that charming of a person to be able to go, yeah, I, I, I changed his mind. And even Thanos was like, well, it's, it's efficient. I thought it would be more efficient. And someone probably said, you know, probably the argument of like, well, wouldn't it just be more efficient just to double or triple the amount of food that's being produced rather than just killing off half a, half a world? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. Who knows? Like, maybe he, I, I don't know. Like, you don't see that argument. But, yeah, all right. I mean, but I can understand that that being a, sorts, a sore spot in 
in in people's. I saw a lot of articles about that, how like they didn't really buy it. And I was like, all right, well, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just, saying like, like, I mean, like the heist part of it, I enjoyed. You know, the how they right. you know, do that. I was, it was the, the the the, but the, I mean, like, like I can see it with the with the Ravagers. It's like, yeah, I, all right, I can buy that one. You know, like, like you know, right. getting uh, Yondo, you know, to change his mind. You're like, I, I can see that because it's a different type of person that he picks up by mistake basically and and you know so we do right. this so this whole thing kind of thing but when you get to thanos you're like i don't know that that one's a that one's a tough pill to swell yeah like yeah like to me it was just like mm, yeah it was like but i mean you know, like i said uh, other than that though i thought i thought the the whole idea of it was was it was a good premise so it was still a good story so uh, like i said a half like it, it wasn't like i hated it i'm just like i'm like was that one of his powers, like persuasion? Like, I'm, I'm like, mm. it was, it was, I don't think it was a power. I think it was just that well, it made him a good leader. I, granted, but I mean, you know, like, like these the the two characters that he convinced were not leader followers; they were leaders themselves. So you're kind of going, right? Yeah, you because know, I mean, Thanos is more into conquest than anything else, and like he just came up with he just saw the suffering and he wanted that to end, so he figured out a way to. To end it by cutting the you know uh, universe population in half, so that would be the the ultimate thing to do. Like that was this the simplest solution to him, you know, was to wipe out half the half the population. Right. So I mean, I just thought it was, you know, and and he, I mean, he was going on that for like decades, and all of a sudden, like you know, this little kid's gonna. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what time, what, what point he met him, you know, but you're going. You know, right. at some point he, he he and he it doesn't even look like a warlord anymore. He's kind of wearing like a shirt and like <laughs> it's like fashion completely changed. I'm like, didn't he have like an army of all these people? Like, you know, well, yeah, with all those that whole army became part of the collector's army, right? Like, <laughs> which I was like in my head, I'm like, well, when did the collector become so buff? Because I mean, <laughs> they got Benicio del Toro to redo the voice, but I was like. Why did he get? Why did they have to make him all muscular now? <laughs> I just, it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm again, I'm, I'm, I'm all in, so I can't wait for the next one. Right, I always said I, it didn't turn me off to stop watching them. And like I said, it wasn't like it was totally terrible that I was just like, oh, I hate it. It's, it's just impossible to deal with. I, I, I'm out, you know, kind of thing. It was just like I'm like I'm, I, it, it just wasn't be to me that part of it wasn't believable you know i just didn't buy it but i'm like all right you know that that's what they wanted to do with it that's their decision and you know they're you know they're marvel and disney so you go you just gotta go with what they say <laughs> it is a what if it's not like yeah this is permanent now this is canon Ooh, right. you know <laughs> so um but yeah it was, I, I i still enjoyed it and i, I can't wait for next week's Hey, did you do anything else this week? Yeah, I, uh, there was a couple things. It was Terry Gilliam related. Um, I start. I, I think I mentioned in the, in the past shows that I've been starting to collect a lot of his movies because I've actually enjoyed a lot of his movies, the ones that I've seen because, like, you know, like uh, I've talked about it, Brazil and um, Time Bandits, 12 Monkeys. They're all 12 uh, Terry Gilliam films. So I'm like, what else did he do? A Fisher King, you know? I mean, like, like, like I've, I've enjoyed these, you know, and then I think it was last week or two weeks ago. I, I mentioned that we, I watched the zero theorem with uh, Christoph Waltz uh, with a uh, friend of the show, Dave Sipon. So this week actually I collected the last one. It was, uh, I, that's not in order. So this is, this is an older movie. It's called Thailand. It wasn't a, um, 
it, it wasn't a, um, I guess, a popular film. Or, I mean, I could be wrong. <laughs> okay, for thing. I've never heard of it. Um, but uh, it's got uh, uh, like Jeff Bridges and uh, Jennifer Tilly in it. And uh, it's a bizarre film. Uh, I'm not going to give read the uh, synopsis of it because, uh, uh, well, it's, it's a young girl is forced to live in a terrifying and gruesome world after his after her mother dies. Her father, who's played by Jeff Bridges, takes away to a desolate farmhouse in order to escape from her harsh reality of her childhood. She drifts into a bizarre fantasy world where only her doll's heads are her company. The line between imagination and reality quickly disappears when she meets a mentally damaged man with a, and a mysterious ghost-like woman who share in her adventures. Thailand is a spine-chilling tale from the visionary acclaimed director uh, Terry Gilliam. So I didn't. I, I I I was like I was excited to get this. I was like, oh, I, I couldn't wait. Um, so I actually started watching some movies. I didn't watch that one. I watched another one. It was called. I think this is the last one that he did. It was called The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Um, oh, okay. I, I I keep seeing that film pop up. It looks really good. It is. It is really good. I highly recommend it to anybody. Okay. Uh, and if you're ever a Terry Gilliam, Terry Gilliam fan at all, or you know Adam Driver or Jonathan Jonathan Price, and you know it, it was it was a it was a really good film because it's uh, uh, Adam Driver plays a director that is a filmmaker that he's trying to. Uh, I, I think he's getting. They call, they call him a genius, and it's a big break. And there's a bunch of people that work on the production that are different, um, uh, different. You know, weird. Not weirdness, but like you know, like there's a producer that he's. You know, of course he's given the money. He's trying bankrolling this, and he's. Well, there's a couple other people that he's that he works for that he's you know uh, works with. That he's trying to get money to to continue making these films. And um, his the the producer's wife is like having has a thing for him, and he's for uh, uh, Adam Driver's character, and he's trying to uh, he's he, you know he falls into this kind of sliminess, but then they almost get caught, so he, he escapes, and they doesn't realize it's him that it, you know was, and they find he needs inspiration, so he finds this old student film that he made, which was Don Quixote, because that's what they were shooting the, this big film. He's like, well, I, I haven't seen this in like you know in a decade, and he starts, you know, looking at it, and he's you know he's he's, he's you know realizing like what he did and all, and, he, and he's trying to. He, then he realizes that where he's located in, in in in, I think it's in Spain, there is the town where he filmed that was nearby, so he decides to visit, and he you know uh, there was a young girl that he kind of loved, but she was too young because she was only fifteen at the time, and. So she, you know, he's kind of trying to like trying to reminisce, and like none of the people really wanted to deal with him. So he takes off, and as he takes off, he finds uh, this area that was called Don Quixote Land. So he he figured, what's this? And here he meets the guy who he got as Don Quixote, and this guy believes that he's Don Quixote. But it was so weird because as the adventure goes on, it's a mix between reality, like a fantasy. And like like and it, and it sometimes slides in between the two, so it's kind of like kind of like how Fisher King, when you got when you saw stuff from Robin Williams' perspective, how it looked kind of fantastical. Yes, gotcha. Yeah, and, right. and this this was kind of punched up like a little bit more than what was in Fisher right. King, and it, it was but it was just it was just brilliant throughout, you know, and and the ending was so 
great and sad at the same time. It was, it was, it was like, oh my god, you know, and it, and how it ended was just phenomenal. And it was, you know, because Terry Gilliam's films, you know, if as you know, are a little bit off off the marker <laughs> in terms of bizarreness. Um, you know, it, it, you it's a good fun ride, you know, but it is a little bizarre, and that's that's kind of what this was, and it was. But it, I, I highly recommend it. Um, you know, just it, it, you know, just these kind of films are uh, to me are always fun to watch, and all sometimes right. are sometimes are harder to explain than other ones, and this one really wasn't. Um, it, you know, it made sense to me throughout. You know, just uh, watching it and all, and I I, just, I enjoyed it. And I'll, I'll probably watch it again, like eventually, because it was just really that good of a movie. Um, and it, I think that's his newest one. If it came out like a 2019 or something like that, I. I can't remember, but so. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? Um, no, that is it for me this week. I, uh, like I said, I didn't uh, do too much. Um, but uh, how about you? What'd you do? Um, I'll be honest. I really didn't do much. I did buy a movie yesterday. I bought the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Huh. I have not yet watched it, though, but I have off all week, so I'll probably watch it soon. I also will probably watch part one and part two of the long Halloween. I said I was going to try to do it before the, before the show, but I just didn't get a chance to. Okay. So I got nothing but time this week, so I will definitely be zoning out on TV shows. Um, well, speaking of TV shows, what I have been watching is um, Doom Patrol on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm like I said, I think I talked about it last week. I'm really enjoying the show. I think it's really good. Um, it does kind of make me not the there's no real tie-in between the two of them, but it kind of does make me want to watch... I know the Titans Season 3 started, and they brought in Red Hood, so part of me is kind of interested to see how they they do that, because I think I saw like a clip where it looks like the Joker might be in it, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody with a, like a, a Joker-esque grin on their face, but it was real quick, and their head was kind of down, so I'm like, uh, they're going to make me watch it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think, like, what else did I do? I have not done really much anything. I'm just uh, going to look at my notes here, see if I see if I have any notes, Ed, because I don't think I did much. My week was kind of slow and uneventful. I, I had, I, what I mostly had, I feel like I had was short-timers disease. Short-timers uh, disease. Yeah, because, uh, um, you know, when you're going on vacation, the problem, all right, I knew I needed to go on vacation, so when you when you're looking down, the end of the week because for those people who care or don't care I have a five day work week but my five day work week is um, Sunday, Monday Thursday, Friday, Saturday so I'm you know like I'm going to be off this week and the closer it started getting to Saturday I'm like okay like no I was off Tuesday and Wednesday last Tuesday and Wednesday I was like all right I have three more shifts, and then I'm off for a week. This is going to be great. And then, like, Saturday comes, and it's just like, okay, I just want this day to be over. And then it's like Saturday, I was like, do you ever have one of those days where the universe just kind of just just messes with you just a little bit? Uh-huh. Not too much. Not that it turns your day horrible, but it just seems that they put, like, roadblocks and obstacles in your way just to kind of slow you down. or just And you just you can't do anything but laugh at the situation. Because if you get mad, it's you just look like an idiot. <laughs> it's it's kind of what was happening to me Saturday. It was just like driving to work was slow and tedious because it seemed to be like everyone and their mother 
wanted to stay and wanted to drive in the slow lane, and that slow lane was my lane, even if I went over. Like um, <laughs> every lane was a slow lane, <laughs> right? Every lane was a slow lane. Or when I got to work, you know, like I, my the first couple guests are just it's problem solving. It's like, oh, you're gonna be one of those days where you come in and, and pretty much go like, I have this problem with my switch, and I need you to help me. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I've never heard of this problem, so. Well, what do you mean? Like, I don't. Where does it say GameStop tech support? I, I don't like. <laughs> it, it it doesn't exist. Huh. You know, what I usually tell everybody is Google this son of a bitch. We I'm like I can't. I legitimately told a, a, somebody I was like, look, I mean, we live in a modern age where there's your phone has YouTube. You probably could YouTube a video on how to see if the power is on like you know huh. like it's like i don't you don't you don't need me for that you don't need anybody for that you should be able to do it's it's like people call our store for the littlest of things and wanting our help with it it'd be like it took you more energy to probably to find our phone number and call us than just google it <laughs> like like I don't know why that's happening. Why do you think we would know that? I'm a clerk. I just sell it to you. I mean, I probably could. What's the problem? I can, my tech-like brain will try to figure it out just because it's a puzzle. But most of the time, it's like, I don't have a clue. Or, like, based upon just popular, popular conversations, I feel like the Xbox has got more problems than the PS5. Like, (laughs) I'm having this problem with my Xbox. I don't. I, what does this mean? I, I don't know. I don't own an Xbox. Uh, you don't? No, because despite what you think, just because I work for the company doesn't mean I have every single gaming system. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to play every single game. I don't have every single console. I don't have a computer that can operate Steam. So I don't know. I don't play Roblox. Do I look like someone that plays Roblox? Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, I was just like, oh, you guys are, you know, it's like, oh, so I just couldn't wait for the, you know, for, for my week to start. Like, you know, it started today. I got home last night, yesterday. I'm like, okay, get my day started, my, my weekend. I'm on vacation. Time off, pants off, like you said. <laughs> so I was just like, just trying to relax and enjoy my week. And, and then it's like, okay, well, I know when I go back to work, it's going to be, again, it's going to be, hey, you got to work Sunday, Monday, then you're off for two days, and then you work for three days, and you're off for another week. And then, and then, a little insider information, I have my conference coming up, um, the store leader conferences, but it's going to be virtual. <clears throat> so it's going to be in September. And it's for, like, it's going to be virtual, and I think I have to stay home and set up the computer and watch videos and, and do, like, like, clock in like almost like zoom meetings in a way i guess yeah piece of piece of advice don't wear don't wear pants <laughs> don't well, i'll be back <laughs> i'll be back for vacation then so it's not gonna be like hey how you doing what wearing the pants today yeah <laughs> so please tell me about those ps5s <laughs> <laughs> tell me about these new games coming up for Sony. <laughs> you know so i'm no i'm i will be wearing pants <laughs> maybe shorts like i don't know like i'm at home like I don't and I don't know how that it's going to affect because it's not just like oh okay Sean well you just need to be home for half the day it's it's like a full day's worth of like these lack of a better term Zoom meetings it's mm. like I think it starts like ten thirty 
Central Time to like 6.30 Central Time for three days straight. And it's like, oh, so I'm going to have to sit here. And at least I can comfort in my own home. I can, you know, go get a snack if I wanted to. <laughs> like, just, like, oh, boy, I got to go pee. Hold on. Push pause or some of the events are live. So I can just, you know, be like, okay, I'll just turn my camera off and walk away. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon me. Pardon right. me. Excuse me. <laughs> You're the only one. You're the only one in your in your room. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, fire me, fire me. I have the other anthem. Excuse me, excuse me. What I'll do is I'll grab like what do you call it, one of my action figures and I'll buy, grab a pop figure and just put it in front of the camera. That'll represent me during the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just just take a still of yourself and like your fro like your screen frozen. You know, <laughs> right. just put that. I'll have a screensaver. I'll, I'll, I'll set I'll get another computer, or I'll just set a screensaver up. So just I'll just randomly throw like a photo and make it look me like I'm moving. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, can't, I can't wait for that. <laughs> awesome. So, I mean, of, yeah, yeah. Outside of that, I didn't really didn't do anything. So I guess uh, I didn't even bring any games home. I'm playing Hitman. Hit, Hitman. <sighs> Hitman 3 has been my game of choice. I got all the digital content that came out. It's like I got all the expansion packs, and I'm like, all right, let's let's go have some fun. And let's go on like some. How do I how do I kill this person? And like today, I had to go kill somebody, and they wanted me to do some a real elaborate, like he's an actor doing his own stunts, and I was supposed to make the machine go faulty. And I was walking by, and he was in his trailer, so I just climbed the ladder, hopped in the window, and just choked him out, snapped his neck, and left. <laughs> they're like, 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 I did it, and then you're know, like at the end they kind of rate you like, okay, well you did really really great, you, you you achieved the goal, but you didn't get any bonuses because you didn't even try to to, to do anything fun related. <laughs> I gotta kill that guy. Yeah, hold on for a second. Sneak, sneak, sneak. Oh, let me break this camera so I'm not on film anymore. And then, you know, hit this guy over the head, climb this ladder. <laughs> Oh, he's complaining, bitching, grab him behind, choke him out, snap his neck, dump his body in the closet, just jaunt, <laughs> casually walk out. <laughs> like, yeah, all in a day's work. <laughs> Why'd you guys have to make it so hard? <laughs> you know, that's what I'll probably be doing this week, too, just, you know, having some fun with that. Um, then maybe next week. I, I don't have any games that are coming out anytime soon like for reserves so I keep part of me keeps thinking like well maybe I'll bring home you know Legend of Zelda Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword because they remastered it and um, part of me is like but I don't really want to play a Zelda game you know I played Breath of the Wild and I got kind of bored with it but then there's a but then I think like well maybe I should you know bring that home and try that again because I can donate more time to it instead of just kind of like hack it you know, just you know you, know, you don't I want to dedicate time to it mm-hmm. not just kind of oh look I got a half hour before I get sleepy I'll go play some of that because the Zelda games get kind of boring because it really is just wandering around aimlessly trying to figure out what you need to do next you know and Breath of the Wild had that aspect of like oh you want to go where it's cold well you need to now find stuff to make a suit that you can armor that you can wear in the cold to keep you warm. If not, you're gonna freeze to death. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to do that. Come on, <laughs> like, <clears throat> doesn't sound fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like work. I don't want it. Yeah, 
dude, d- days off, pants off. Come on, I'm not gonna <laughs> have you go hunting. Can't <laughs> be kidding me. I want this to be a leisure, a leisurely walk through the, for whatever Zelda's land's called, Eternia. No, that's he bad. Uh, what is what is the name of the temple? I don't know. Is there a name of Hyrule? Hyrule. Hyrule. Yeah. Hyrule. Wandering through Hyrule. Just kind of like, yeah, yeah, no, no, I have to. I got to kill that bear just so I can have a coat. (sighs) Isn't there like a person I can just buy a coat from? Like, like, why do I have to work for that? With this modern age. (laughs) Someone probably had to make a coat. They got to make make arrows. (sighs) This sucks. (laughs) Say <laughs> uh, that's, that's you know I so I have no idea what's coming out in Blu-ray video. So Ed, why don't you tell me? Not much. <laughs> so here you go, kids. You ready? It's Peter Rabbit Two is the big movie this week coming out. Uh, so if you if you're looking forward to Peter Rabbit, there's a 4K Blu-ray DVD of edition coming out, and there's of course you know other ob- ob- options that you could do. Now if you're going, well you, know, well you know what? I don't have the first Peter Rabbit. I need both in my collection. There is a Peter Rabbit Peter Rabbit Two double feature, uh, which includes the digital copy. So uh, you know that might be something you're looking for. Uh, they remastered Overboard, the original Overboard with. Uh, uh, Kurt Russell and uh, okay. uh, yeah, uh, Johnny Horn. Thank you. I, I was looking for the names here. Yeah, it's a 2K though remastered Blu-ray edition. So uh, yeah, if you're looking for that, uh, Return to Salem's Lot's coming for Blu-ray for the first time. The 1987 film. Uh, so if uh, you're a Salem's Lot fan and you want the sequel, there you go. This one is going to be a tough one, kids. I did it for me more than anything else, and I don't think I'm going to buy it, to be honest with you, and the more I think about it. The Oh God Collection is is coming out this week on Blu-ray. Um, this is the George Burns movies for, like I guess, towards his end of his career uh, type of thing. Um, there's It's a three-movie set. Uh, one was Oh God from 1977, Oh God Book 2 from 1980, and Oh God, You Devil from 1984. I actually remember these when I was a kid. I watched them. I was going to say, I saw all three of those movies. I was a, as a kid, I don't know why, I was a George Burns fan. <laughs> Everybody was a George <laughs> Burns fan back in the late 70s, early 80s. I guess so. Because he was everywhere. I mean, every, every time they did a variety show or a special on whatever channel, you know, for, for comedy or whatever, he was there. He, I guess we need to, because I guarantee there's a bunch of people going, I have no idea who that is. George Burns during all our time was already like 80s or 80 or 90 at that point. Uh-huh. Old, old vaudevillian comedian who then had like a, a, a career in movies. He had his wife. Uh, they had a TV show called the Gracie and, Al, Al, uh, Gracie and Allen Show. I think it was her. No, her name was Grace Allen. So it was... Uh, Allen and Burns or something like that? Allen and Burns. Yes, Allen and Burns. And they were married. She passed away, and he, you know, never got remarried or anything like that. At least not to our knowledge. Um, but he, as an old man, he'd be the. This is going to sound not really appropriate anymore, I guess. Now, um, he would always be escort, escorted onto the stage by two beautiful women. Usually, like Vegas showgirls, would walk him out to the stage, and he would have a cigar. Never really used to be lit, then stopped being lit after a while. Um, he was. He, they he like filmed like his one hundredth 
birthday special. Yeah, because he because he, he was Mar- March. Well, he died in March 9th of nineteen ninety six, and he was born in Jan- January twentieth, uh, eighteen ninety six. So he was a hundred years old. And I think yeah, it was around January, and then shortly after his hundredth birthday special, that's when he passed away. When they uh, right, um, and and he always he was very dry wit humor vaudevillian for those vaudevillian acts were like take my wife please or I shot an elephant in my pajamas how he got in my pajamas I have no idea you know those <laughs> those kind of classic one liners and bits you know you might have seen George uh, Gracho Marx or Abner Costello do George Burns did him too um, but I remember the old God series because at the time if you needed an old God for some reason it was always depicted as an old person old white person too because it was the the only oldest person that you could think of that could possibly pull off God would be George Burns and God had kind of like this quirky sense of humor which was perfect for, for Burns like it was definitely like you know had some very f- I don't want to say memorable quotes because right now I can't remember a single one of them. That's <laughs> 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 exactly right. I mean, there was there was a <laughs> there's a point. He, he he would do bits and like he would chew on chew on a cigar. That was that was the only thing. And we always we always joked around that the only reason why he was still alive is because he, he his mouth is chewing on that cigar. If he stops chewing, if they tell him to quit smoking, he's probably going to die. And I think that's what ended up happening. We, a lot of people going, oh, I think, yeah, I think he, they told him to give up smoking. He's going to die. And he did anyway. <laughs> but he's like, I'm like, he's a hundred. The fuck? Like, <laughs> right. Here she, I'm looking at the movie poster, right? And it's a Carl Ryder film, by the way. So that means, you know, so that's why a lot of the humor lasted. It says anybody who could turn Lot's wife into a pillar of salt Incinerate Sodom and Gomorrah and make it rain for forty days or four nights has got to be a fun guy. <laughs> uh, and and it's also John Denver's I think first movie because uh, it was his first the, the first movie. Uh, you know Denver's a good actor, but then it's not everybody who gets a chance to co-star with God in his first picture. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like it's it's it was it basically God needs what's the actual plot of the movie? Because now I'm like oh God plot oh God it was uh, Jerry Landers played by John Denver an assistant manager at a supermarket receives a visit from God played by George Burns who appears in a form of an old man reluctant at first Jerry agrees to spend the, spread the word about his visits from the Almighty. Uh, of heaven and earth. However, Jerry's wife, Bobby, played by Terry Garr, is skeptical, skeptical, and theologians think Jerry's God is a fake. As Jerry God's, as Jerry continues to receive visits from God, religious authorities take action and demand that he prove his story. So you can tell, barrel of laughs. laughs. <laughs> and then, oh God, book two, the plot of that one is because they got rid of, they didn't get rid of well, John Denver wasn't in this one. Um, little Tracy Richards, uh, Luann, is a seemingly normal girl, but one day she sees God in a restaurant and begins talking to him. She feels this is a call to create an ad campaign that spreads God's word, but the adults around her believe otherwise. Her parents, Paula, played by Suzanne Plachette, and Don, played by David Birdie, are worried, while psychiatrist Dr. Jerome Duell, played by Anthony Holland, gives her an extreme diagnosis. But Tracy soon benefits from divine intervention. Dun, 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 dun. And then, to follow it up, Ed, 
Oh God, You Devil, which is the one that stands out the most in my head because George Burns plays double duty. He plays God and the, the devil, devil in this one. Yes. Um, unable to gain any professional momentum as a musician, Bobby Shelton, played by Ted Wass, casually says he'd be willing to sell his soul for success. While performing at a wedding, Bobby meets Henry, Harry O. Toffet, played by George Burns, who guarantees seven years as a star performer in return for his soul. Desperate, Bobby signs with Harvey, only to find out the old man is actually Satan. Despite his newfound fame, Bobby misses his family and calls for God, also Burns, to help him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <sighs> I remember those movies. Yeah. And again, I'm looking at other people like, oh, like Ted Wass. I, he looks like a, just a regular old average guy. Anyway, so, yeah. Uh, ooh, is it based on a book? <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> the book was better. Let's see. Okay, look at look at look uh, Oh God is basically uh, uh it's it's based on a book. <laughs> Son of a bitch! It's called Oh God. It's one of the funniest books of the year. Is Gene Salt at the Day Show? God has appeared on Earth to set the record straight in a in a uproarious comic novel adapted into the movie comedy starring George Burns. God is here to confront non-believers, taking his messenger and the reader on a wildly funny roller coaster ride. As God himself says, the last miracle I did was the 1969 Mets, and before that, the 1914 Boston Braves, and before that, I think you have to go back to the Red Sea. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, I made a few mistakes. Giraffes. It was a good thought, but it really didn't work out. Avocados on that I made uh, a pit too big. <laughs> <laughs> So, maybe read the book. <laughs> so, so that you you put that on the list just for yourself, huh? Yeah. Like I said, I you know when I first saw it, I'm like, oh my god, like I I I remember these movies, and then the more I thought about, it, I'm like, I'm still not gonna watch them. It was one of those things. It was a time. It was a place, and it's gone. And it, you know, and it's like, you know, those movies will not. I don't. I don't care what anybody says. Will not hold up in my mind. Uh, yeah. I, I mean. I think the moment you said, like, oh, the old guy movies are coming to Blu-ray for the first time, the little kid in me was like, oh, that seems pretty awesome. I remember watching those movies. And then the adult in me just went, dude, I don't even think you like those movies. <laughs> like, you watched all three of them probably just to watch all three of them. I don't, I don't remember being like, oh, my God, this is so funny. But then again, I was watching it through kid eyes. So a part of me is like the experiment is – watching that movie as an adult to see if maybe I get some more of the humor that I would have missed as a child. But there's a part of me that goes, but those jokes are still dated from the 70s and early 80s. So while I might have a childish mentality at times, I don't know if I can go back to those kind of jokes from the 80s or the 70s, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first one was 70, uh, 79 or something like that. And then... Right. Like, so I, I'm like 77, I'm, I'm sorry. Same year as Star Wars. <laughs> so, oh, God. Right. A, a part of me just feels like, you know what, I'm going to like Google and search it on my Roku and see if I can watch it for free on some sort of app. Probably like Tubi or Pluto TV probably already has it. <laughs> I'm doing that now. You're doing that right now. It's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Son I, of a bitch, now you got to rent the damn thing. Oh, those bastards. That's three bucks a pop. <laughs> Each one. <laughs> I guess speaking of reading, I've been reading. 
I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but I'm reading the first Bond novel, Casino Royale. Oh, really? I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to pick up the, um, with my f- Kindle Fire. I'm trying to, they do the today sales, and I'm trying to pick up the Bond movies when they buy books when they go on like super sale. Like, I think I bought it for like $1.99. I think I bought like another Bond book for like two bucks last night. And I'm like, all right, and I want to get them all. But I'm reading Casino Royale, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm at the part in the book where in the movie he gets in the car accident. I think he's about. Um, did you see the? Did you see Casino Royale? Yes. Okay, there was a seat where he's strapped naked to a chair and he gets the rope slapped up to his nuts. Yes. I I I'm at the part where he gets captured. I don't know if they go with that. I don't know if they. I don't know if that scene's ripped from the books or what's going to happen. But you know. I'm in that part of the book uh, when he's just about to get captured. But I'm going to be honest, as much as I like the James Bond movies, the book's kind of, eh. No, I, I realize that the book is written a long, long, long time ago. Um, and that the people thought the world was different back then. But Ian Fleming just didn't like women. I'm just going to... He when he when you meet Vespa Vespa yeah Vespa I think her name is uh-huh. um, he's very much like the description is like you know she's beautiful and all that but Bond's pissed off that she's even involved he doesn't feel like women should be in the spy work at all they're a distraction they're just meant to be used and I'm like wow <laughs> dude I'm <laughs> great I mean I know he's you know it, he's a spy and it's supposed to be like a pulp novel and all that stuff but. I was just—I was amazed at how, like, uh, I guess I'm not amazed. I'm, I, it's eye-opening when you read something. You're going, "Wow, that would never fly today." Like, I could see why that they had the, such a such a problem trying to translate Bond into the modern world because he is his thought patterns or way he was written was very archaic, very like misogynistic. Um, and, and I'm like, "All right, well, here it goes." Like, um, huh. I. The book itself is not bad. Um, I think there's something wrong with my file. The the file though, though it keeps saying there's only two pages in the entire book, but there's not. <laughs> so <laughs> I never really know. I have to every once in a while I'll go. How much? How many chapters are in this book? Because I'm st- I really want I really want to get through it so I can at least go on to the next book or go on to something different. Then I think I downloaded a different book to read. I'm just like all right, that's. Also, too, at last night, while I'm reading the, the first James Bond novel, I have started Live and Let Die last night. The movie. The movie, okay. Yeah, I started the, fir- the, fir- the, new, the first Moore, Roger Moore movie last night. You know, <clears throat> I, you know, still like it. You know, I haven't, I'm not, I got, like, I watch it in bits and pieces. I usually watch them when, when I'm getting ready to go to bed. Uh-huh. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a, oh let me just get all sleepy watching a James Bond movie or something and then I'll go to bed and while I'm in bed I'll read a James Bond novel and fall asleep to that. I can't I can't have the glowing screen of James Bond so I'll watch <laughs> it on my I'll read it on my, my I'll read it on the small glowy screen <laughs> of my Kindle Fire. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, so that's it for movies. That is it for movies. Uh, we what? can move on to video games. Sure, sounds like a good plan. 
All right, we have Aliens Fire Team Elite, developed and published by Cold Iron Studios for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and PC, and that'll be on Tuesday, August 24th. Then we have Hoa. <laughs> This must be. I don't think I got the whole thing. <laughs> Let me see here. Hoa. No, it is. H O A. Hoa. Developed by uh, Scrollcat <laughs> Studio and published by PM Studios Incorporated for the Switch and PC. And that'll be on Tuesday, August 21st. Then I. the next one is I Expect You to Die Too, The Spy and the Liar. Developed nice. and published by Shield. Shell Games uh, for the uh, PS, uh, PlayStation VR, and Rift Quest and Vive. And I'll be on Tuesday, August 24th. <laughs> I expect you to die, too. I like that. Uh, GoldenEye. All right. Anyway, uh, Gold, King's Bounty 2, developed by uh, 1C Entertainment, published by Coach Media. For the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and that'll be on Tuesday, August 24th. Then we have Sniper Ghost Warrior Con- Contracts 2, developed and published by CI Games for the PS5, and that'll be on Tuesday, August 24th. Then we have Sn- Psychonauts 2, developed by Double Fine Productions and published by Xbox Game Studios for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and that'll be on Wednesday, August 25th. Um, then we have Photo... Photo Corgi, developed by Keanu Games and developed by Deep Swope for the Switch and PC, and that'll be on Thursday, August 26th. Then we have Spurlunky, developed by Bitworks and published by Moss Mouth for the Switch, and that'll come on Thursday, August 26th. Then we have... Um, I have this twice. Never mind. We're going to move on. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It is. It's Spelunky 2. So you get the first and the sequel. And that's developed by Bitworks and published by uh, Moss Mouth for the Switch. And that'll be on Thursday, August 26th. And then we have Baldo the Guardian Owls, developed and published by Naps Team for the PS4, Xbox, Switch, PC, and iOS for Friday, August 27th. And then we have Inked. Sorry, A Tale of Love, developed uh, by Sonam Games and published by Pix, Pixmane for the Xbox One and PC, and that'll be Friday the 27th. And finally, No More Heroes 3, developed and published by Grasshopper Manufacturer for the Switch, and that'll be on Friday, August 27th. And that all is all of us this week. All right. And let's get to the news. All right. Let's go back to... I made some comments. Thought I was going to bring some stuff to the show. Uh, all right. Let's start off with um, a couple weeks ago. We talked about South Park, Matt and Trey. Okay. Make, getting $900 million from Viacom Studios. Mm-hmm. So you think to yourself, Ed, if you had $900 million, what would you do with it? $900 million? $900 million. Uh, you wouldn't hear from me again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get. I mean, you're getting paid to produce something, so I mean, you'd have to produce what you're being paid to produce. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, okay. While while you ponder it, uh, Matt Stone was speaking with Bloomberg over the weekend and broke down the pair's eye-popping new overall deal with Viacom CBS. 
Uh, he said the duo are going to use that money to expand into other arenas, uh, like a horror franchise, a South Park video game, which makes me very happy, and a real-life weed business based on the fictional Terragy Farms, which was introduced in the Comedy Central series in the 22nd season. <laughs> He's Here's what he said. He's like, uh, we, have a, we have a South Park 3D video game, release date unknown. We're doing deep fakes. We have a studio with a dozen people who are deep fake artists, and we're working on a little more of this deep fake movie we're trying to piece together, he said. Uh, we have a horror movie, a musical. I think we're really, for the first time, going to bring uh, Terigi ter weed into real life. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, um, let's see. It's obviously, like I said, a couple of movies ago. A couple of movies go to Viacom, WCBS, and a couple are carved out because we have partners. The deep fake one is in the deal. We have a documentary crew that's been following us uh, for the years in this deal. Uh, just <laughs> so, <laughs> just that's what they're spending their money on. They're making their they're going to make uh, deep fake movies and uh, a weed business. <laughs> See now that that's a brilliant idea. The deep fake movie to me is because you know it's just like you keep seeing these little clips, you know, of actors, other actors' faces, or other people's faces. In in stuff and you're going, huh? I'm like, so basically you could shoot a movie and then put any actor's face and voice, like do a voiceover. So even if you wanted to say like do like, uh, I'm trying to think like like well, eat, I, like I, a, I saw one I saw one where it was Jim Carrey as uh, Jack Nicholson's uh, in The Shining. Yeah, you know, and it was it was good. The only problem is like you said. You get their face, but you don't have their voice. Right. So it's it's you see you see Jim Carrey doing his facial expressions, like Jack Nicholson doing it, but it's still Jack Nicholson's voice. And like it looked good, um, and I was like, wow, that's pretty believable. Or I think they did like uh, um, Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland in a buddy movie, yeah, that looked pretty good, um, but uh. You know, I, I, I guess you're right. I mean, if you're going to make a deep fake movie, you could, I don't know, that's, that's <laughs> it just makes, I just, I just think, I feel like it's Team America sequel. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree, you know, <laughs> I, I definitely like to see one of those, because I do see it pop up once so I do watch it, <laughs> I find it hilarious. Um, you know, um, but you know, I mean, like it's just the the deep fakes, or you know, like I said, you could you could actually take like old actors and give them like new careers, basically, like you know, like sure. you know, giving I, the go ahead. I mean, no, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I mean, you just had to find a way to pay them. Yeah, you know, I was, but I'm saying you you probably give them like voiceover work, you know, like money, you know, kind of thing. But I mean, it's it's something you know that you could get, and it, I I just I just find it I find it would find it be great if because it's like you would just have, um, uh, uh, you know, like you could just take old actors and use their young faces from back when, and then have have them do voiceovers, so they could do like almost like like his flashback scenes, you know, but. Much more than that, you know, where, where, you know, it's, it's actually probably take a lot less production, you know, like value, you know, like they, you know, to, to, you know, how they do all that, you know, rendering and stuff they have to do 
for CGIing, you know, people's faces, but you could just deep fake it, you know. Right. I, mean, I, I was like, but it's just like, or, or, or it's like, like, like the new What If series, you know. What if John Wayne was in Taxi Driver? <laughs> right. <Yeah. clears throat> I mean, it's still the same acting. It's just his face. Right. <laughs> like, like, have Adam West as 1989's Batman. Yeah. There you go. What if Adam West was he? Right. Have have like you know what? Do the um. I guess we will have to wait for the new Flash movie before you can see old man Bruce Wayne and then put Clint Eastwood in it. You know, as (laughs) as a Batman Beyond type thing. (laughs) Uh, All right, and there was some big news that shook up the comic book world. Uh I. I guarantee you some people do not like this story. I'm going to tell them they can go fuck themselves right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> apparently, a DC Robbins came out as bisexual in a new Batman comic. Um, it's Tim Drake, so it's not, you know, I don't know how you feel about Tim Drake and his Robin. But uh, he's the third DC comic character to take up the mantle as Batman sidekick. Uh, this Robin is bisexual. Uh, Tim came into his realization in Batman Urban Legends number six. Uh, it's the newest installment of DC Comics Batman Anthology series. And he since has put out an official statement on the development. Ready, Ed? All right. Uh, Tim Drake is the focus of our story, some of our parts, by writer Megan Fitzmartin, artist Belan or Belina Ortega. Uh, the issue concluding chapter of the following story, Robin, as he rescues Bernard, from nearly being sacrificed by the chaos monsters. Uh, they fight side by side, and Tim has a light bulb moment in his civilian persona. Tim uh, it, it's a light bulb moment. In his civilian persona, Tim later visits Bernard and agrees to go on a date with him. Uh, that's the end of some of parts, but not the end of Tim's story. His journey continues in Batman Urban Legends number 10, releasing in December. Um, now, for the most part, a lot of people have been very excited about this. Uh, Tim Drake fans are expressing great joy at this development online, having felt that DC was building towards this revelation for a character for some time now. Um, and you can see what some of them are saying, you know, on the list. But I mean, I'm I want to I don't want to say I'm indifferent. I'm kind of glad. Again, representation matters, and I think that it matters that in a world where they where Batman doesn't eat pussy, it's okay for Tim Drake to take a dick in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right um <laughs> i mean i just say like i think it's nice that you know like to have i i i don't know much about tim i know tim drake was after jason todd i know that he's i think red robin in the comic books so i'm like all right good for him you know he didn't like I mean, if, if they're willing to explore Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy's relationship, why not explore the opposite? That's right. the way I look at it. I'm all for it. Ed, what do you think? Uh, I don't care. I mean, honestly, I, <laughs> I mean, I don't read the comics, so I'm not, like, invested into this, so I can't really voice an opinion on this. Right. But, I mean, like, all in all, though, if I was reading it, I'd be like, okay, that's weird, but, you know, like, whatever. I mean, that's, you know, like... If, if that's what they want to do with, with that character, then that's their choice. And I, that's not like I'm going to be we like, 
like all you have to do is not read it if you if you don't if you you know and it's right. a you know and that's that's the the whole the whole thing of it you know like like you know it's it's their choice to make their character their way and it's your ch- choice to read it or not read it you know to buy into this or not buy into this you know the the thing though is is that like and and then this is gonna sound the wrong way, but there should be like a warning label on it because you know it's like like with comic books you can't return them like you know what I'm saying like you don't you don't, you I can't go oh you know what I I don't like this story I want my money back you know like to them it's like you read it like <laughs> and now it's a used comic to them you know so now the value of it's like either going up or going down depending you know on on, on comic book shops that you buy it from you know it's like it's not like you can return something you know like that you know so it makes it more difficult for, for you know so if, if you if you bought into it and you go you know what, i don't like this you you know to feel like you wasted your money and then to them they make money either way like they've made their money that you've bought it you know and then right. you know now if like like you can't like turn it around and go i want my money back and and then you know their sales drop like like the only thing is like the, the people that read it before you, you know, got the comic before you can say, you know, with this, you know, and they're like, I don't like that. So I'm, 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 I'm out, you know, kind of thing, you know, I mean, like I said, I don't care. Like if I read, it, I'm like, okay, he's bisexual. Like, uh, all right. They're not like going to show a penis in, in the comic book, right. you know, like right. you're not going to see him, you know, get it, you know, shoved up his ass or the other verse for, you know, <laughs> the way around. So it's like, okay. Like, He's in a relationship with a guy, like, oh, you know, like whoopie do, like, <laughs> you know, like. I, I, the, only, the only problem I'm, I'm here's where I get concerned, and it's not. Well, number one, you're gonna have those those gatekeepers who be like, oh, hashtag not my Tim Drake. I'm more concerned about the fact that if they're going to establish him having a relationship with this Bernard character, apparently they're like old friends or whatnot, that they don't fridge him up is basically use him as a plot device and then have him killed off to, to propel like they always seem to tend to they tend to do that with any kind of love interest for a character where it's like we're going to have them be in love or have them explore a relationship just to have that person be cannon fodder for a villainous treachery to get the to get the, our hero motivated like uh, what's his face um, Kyle from that Green Lantern who has girlfriend fridged you know, it's you know, have her shoved in a refrigerator, or um, how many times in a comic book they they have a girlfriend and it's like, oh, I don't want to say Gwen Stacy because she doesn't really count; she was an actually established character. Mm-hmm. But you know, it just seems to be like I hope they don't go down that path because I feel like it would hurt the. Uh, unfortunately, it, there's it's a double edged sword because you introduce that character. And while it is a writing device to have that person be killed, murdered, tortured, or whatever, mm. that there's a certain community that feels like, oh, the reason why you did that was because that person was gay, because that they because it's easier to pick on that that it, it sends that message rather than just being a literature device of just saying, hey, we have this love interest, we're gonna, it's 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 a trope basically, right? You know. I mean, it's it's a well-known trope. They do it all the time, and that's the part that is worrisome. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, like, like to me, that's that's and that's and you're right. That's that's the way they're they're selling comic books. Is basically there's this controversy right now because people buy into it. Like people that never really read a comic book go, "What? He's bisexual?" Like, and they'll run out and buy it, whether they care about this character or not. 
they'll just right. they'll just do that and then all of a sudden now like like the comic sales go up and then all of a sudden like the character dies and it's like now like they think it's worth money you know and 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 right. and, and, that, and that and that's the way it works and then all of a sudden like like it gets sold out or whatever and that type of thing and then 5 years 5 years from now Tim Drake Street is, you know, before and, you know, and life goes on, you know, he keeps, he right. keeps hitting on women or whatever, or, you know, f- finding a relationship with a girl, you know, kind of thing. And you're going, wasn't he bisexual? Like what happened with that? Like that never filtered through, did it? You know, and, and, you, and you're going, well, that was a right. cheap shot. They, they, they kind of like, they just do it for the cheap pop. They make him bisexual and interested in a boy for a little while. And then it, they make something go bad. And then he's with a girl to, to appease the masses. You're right. They do. They do that quite often. Right, and then that's that's kind of like where where I'm at with this stuff anymore. It's just you're going, it is what it is, you know. Like like especially with comic books, because because print is dead, <laughs> and, you know, and and you know, and it's just it's just taking time for it to finally you know pass pass away basically. Because you you just you're just waiting for that. I mean, great, and I'm saying like like that's just terrible because all these stories that we've we've grown up with and. And read and stuff, but there was a lot of stories that were just so forgettable. Like you know, and, it, and it, at one point it was very controversial, you know, kind of thing. And you know, like I uh, every once in a while I'll pull out the old like you know documentary. Now it's like that's old now of like stories back in the day of like how different things were done, you know, for for various reasons to to make money. You know, like you know, Speedy used drugs, you know, kind of thing right. in a Green Arrow, Green Lantern comic book, you know. Uh, you know, uh, the phone call, the one nine hundred number that you would call, whether Robin lived or died, you know, at one point, you know, in a comic book, like all those histories type of things, you know, you, and and it just it just moves on. Superman dies, well, he's back, you know. Right. <laughs> Captain America dies. Guess what? He's back. Like you know, it's like it it just never ends. It's 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 it becomes a cycle where you you get so heavily involved in these characters, and you 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 do you fall in love with them, you. You, you admire them, you, you want to be like them, and, you know, you do you do all this stuff. And then all of a sudden they do this kind of stuff to you, and you're going, I guess I'm not – I guess my money's not good enough. Like, like they need more money to continue this to go, and that's why they're doing this. And that's why, like, articles are written and people are now up in arms, and, you know, now it's going to sell. Like, you know, because now, you know, people, people are pissed off. So now, now this comic book is going to sell because people are going to run into comic book shops and go, "Do you have that bisexual Tim Drake Robin right. comic?" You know, <laughs> it's like, "Oh, it's." I heard Tim Drake is gay. Is he gay? You know, and the, right? Yeah, you know, and they they want to see it for themselves, or they're putting it in a bag and board, and they're going, "You know, in a few years, this is going to be worth something." You know, I made an investment. You know, everybody does stocks and bonds. I do comic books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like it's just ridiculous, and you're like, all right, yeah, like, like, I, I hope, I hope he stays bisexual. I, I really do. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of want to. Uh, I, I hope that it doesn't end in tragedy. That's what I'm hoping for. Right, you know, right. I, I, and I said, I hope this relationship goes on for decades. I really do. Like, I, I mean, I, I also kind of feel though that the DC is taking a cheap way out though because. By making him bisexual, you can't have him flip back to a heterosexual relationship at any given time. I think if they really were, there's this part of me that feels like you're playing it safe. You could have gone all the way and realized that any kind of relationship he had never lasted because he was may have been uh, homosexual, you know, gay in his heart and his soul. And you could have just made Tim Drake flat out gay, and 
and still have that same relationship with that character and still be able to go on. Like, but instead, you took. I'm going to say it's kind of like a a patsy way out. You can go, well, we made him bisexual just in case another writer doesn't feel comfortable running those storylines. We can have him go back to having a relationship with a girl. Right. And right. it's just like, but it kind of cheapens it a little bit. Like it's, it's, it's nice that you took the step forward and, and try to be inclusive in with, you know, society and all. But I do some part of me does think that you are taking a, a, it's the safe stance. Like, because you can go, oh, well, if people don't like it, we can always have, like, a girl again. Right. You know, instead of just establishing it in canon that he swings one way and sticking to it, you know, but, hey, you know, that's, you know, I, I guess it's, it's progress either way. Right. You know, I mean, it's, baby it's, steps. it's good to have that. And I, I just, I, I mean, I, I think, I think if anything at this point, what you really need is a, a permanent character, you know, and I mean, like, if, if if you a lot of times they want to they want to take an established character and do this, uh, which I, which I think is more more controversial than anything else, and that's why they do it. You know, they, they'll right. they'll spin in they'll get the spin doctors to spin it any way you want, but it's not going to happen that way. It's just going to be like, oh okay, like that's that's what that's you know that's what you think we believe you. You know, like this has been done too many times, and it's that's not funny anymore. They what they really need to do is develop a new character. That is gay, and then that's it, and then and make him just as popular as like Iron Man, Superman, you know, right. Batman, and so on, and then like it just never changes, you know. He's never, you know, like the controversy is is that he, you know, gay man dates a straight woman, you know, like 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 right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like you know that to sell comic books, because because that's how you feel after a while. You're like I'm like I'm like oh okay they're making Tim. All right, you know, let's see how long this lasts. <laughs> right. I, I believe it. If he's still bisexual, you know, in twenty, you know, thirty, I'd be like, oh my god, well, they really, you know, <laughs> they stuck to their guns on this one. Good for them, right. you know. I'm, I'm glad, right. you know. Hey, well, Ed, you um, you saw Suicide Squad? Yes. The new one. All right. You enjoyed it, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, what if I told you that there was a moment where Superman was going to be the big bad in the Suicide Squad movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> okay, well, in an interview with Script Apart, writer and director James Gunn deep dived into his film and revealed that there was a time, this is a quote, there was a time where I thought the Suicide Squad should fight Superman. <laughs> but alas, it was only a passing thought. Uh, because the Starro option, it's, uh, he, it's one of his favorite bad guys. Uh, the quote is, he's a character I love from comics. I think he's the perfect comic book character because he's absolutely ludicrous, but is also very scary in his own way. What he does is scary, Gunn explained. Uh, he used to scare the crap out of me when I was a child, putting those face huggers on Superman and Batman. So I thought he was one of the major, major DC villains that was probably never going to be put into another movie. And if they did, it had been a, quote, black cloud version of Starro. Not a giant walking starfish, a kaiju that's bright pink and cerulean blue. This ridiculously big, bright bad guy. Um, another factor that had gone hesitating about including Superman in the film, uh, the fact that the DCEU was still finding its feet in many ways, which made um, TB... TB a little wary. Um, at the time, 
there were a lot of questions like who is Superman in the DCEU is this movie outside the DCEU and I just didn't want to deal with it all that much he admitted um, what Gunn ultimately wanted was to do with his version of the film and just tell a good story and it's safe to say his instinct was correct when I saw that the film was complete I felt that yeah this was the film that we set up to do, do said Joel Kinnaman who played squad leader Rick Flagg uh, in this film they trusted who James is and everyone had confidence in his vision so we could have had Superman as a bad guy or at least a version of a bad guy who knows it's a suicide squad so it could have been any reason why they sent him out to go sent them out but it does look like if you've seen the Suicide Squad game trailer I mean there is a bad Superman that the Suicide Squad have to fight so I don't know how that ties so I guess maybe it's, it's kind of sort of going to be done who knows huh. you know but I thought it'd be interesting. Like, I guess it would be kind of... It would have been an interesting take, but, I, I mean, honestly, if you want to see Superman as a bad guy, watch his the movie he produced called Brightburn because it was, it, was, it was really good. <laughs> it's basically what if a kid... like It's basically what if Superman was bad. Oh, yeah. Kid. Right, right, right. It was, it's a really, very, very good film, and it's not written directed by James Glenn, but I think he produced it. Um it's like I said. I recommend that movie. It was pretty, pretty cool. All right. Um, since we're talking about the Suicide Squad, here's an interesting little factoid, Ed. I don't know if you know it or not, but Sylvester Stallone has had number one movies in six decades. Wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, obviously, Rocky, uh, Rambo, The Expendables franchise. Uh, he also had he was also in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. <laughs> that counts. I mean, you know, he's he's in it, so I mean, <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, I'm looking here. Oh, when the Simmons the math, Sylvester Stallone has done something that a lot of lead actors boast about. Stallone, who plays King Shark and James Gunn's directed ensemble, now has had number one movies in the box office for six consecutive de- decades. Stallone has has had 60, 46 films released in that time, and 20 of them were number one at the box office. Wow. <laughs> okay. That, to me, is impressive. Just to, you know, I mean, I mean, I thought it would be more number one movies than, than 20 out of 46. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, okay, so fine. It's like less than half. But <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if you're playing the numbers game, you know, uh, right. yeah, no, uh, um, yeah, it, it's. I mean, that's that's phenomenal. Um, you know, but I mean, because most of those probably were like him as a starring vehicle almost in and in, in all those movies. You know, like you know, well, the, sure. I mean, you figure with the Rocky movies, Demolition Man, Cobra. Like he's had, you know, he's had. He's had a very long career, so I mean, I, I, I can I could see that you know happening. I can, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Was that porno in it? You know, I'm you know it's funny. I wish I could. Uh, it's on Stallone's official website, Instagram. Like it's a Deadline article. I just kind of feel like, what were the number one movies? Like twenty of them are number one in the box office. So I'm like, eh, all right. I mean, they have like Rocky, Rambo, and the Suicide Squad as examples, but still, that's crazy. 
and I've well, it's just it's just I just feel old. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was just a nice, interesting little tidbit that I I, would, I wanted to bring to the show, especially since we here at Geeksters are nerds about movies and stuff. Um, I thought that was kind of nice. <clears throat> also, too, um, Michael Keaton explains why his Batman returned and why he's doing the Flash movie. Money. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, oh, yeah, I guess. Um, Michael Keaton says coming back to the to to nail the role of Batman once again was always in the back of his mind before getting the opportunity with the Flash. Um, in a new interview with the Hollywood Reporter, Keaton spoke at length about his career and what led him to revisiting Bat Bruce Wayne. Uh, the actor said he was impressed by the screenplay for the Flash, uh, penned by Christina Hodson, along with the vision director of Andy Machete has for the movie. Uh, per- perhaps what intrigued him most of all was just the opportunity to have one more chance to shine in the role of Batman. As he revealed at hell, he always thought he had another great performance as the Dark Knight left in him. Um, he says, quote, Frankly, in the back of my head, I always thought, I bet I can go back and nail that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought, well, now that they're, they're asking me, let me see if I can pull that off. <clears throat> he, he goes on to say that I had to read it more than three times to go, wait, how does this work? Um he, he and Adam knowing that the multiverse element took some explaining. He's like, by the way, I'm not being arrogant. I hope uh, I hope about this. I don't say it, it like I'm too groovy. I'm stupid. There's a lot of things I don't know about. And so I don't know. I just kind of figured it out. But this was different. <laughs> All right. Um, he said what's different about playing Batman now. He says what's really interesting is how much more I got Batman when I went back and did him. Um, I get this on a whole other level now I totally respect it, I respect what people are trying to make, I never looked at it like oh this is just a silly thing it was not a silly thing when I did Batman but it's come to a giant thing culturally it's iconic, so I have even more respect for it because what do I do now, this is a big deal in the world to people, you've got to honor that and be respectful of that, even I go Jesus this is huge (laughs) Hmm. so uh, there you go Um, I'm really and Sam, I'm kind of excited to see this this be caught. I'm excited to see this movie. I just want to see him again as Batman. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know it's weird, but <laughs> I, I, I want to see this work. Really, <laughs> really, when I when I, I mean, you know, if if you if you, I, I mean, I just hope it's a good storyline and you know, and it's a, a fun ride, you know, and. I mean, they're great. Wrong. I mean, it'd be great to see Keaton as Batman again because you, 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 how can you not? Um, it's, 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 it's got to be fun, you know, like to just kind of just kind of go, oh my god, you know, like, like though, but like, there's gonna be like twenty year olds, you know, like watching this movie and going, right? Who? <laughs> I, like, I thought the closest I would get to see him back as Batman was in the movie Birdman. Right. <laughs> like. Because he's so good in that, and you know, I'm just like, oh, I see. You guys are real smart what you're doing here, and I get it. It's like kind of like a, a play on his Batman career, and I'm like, I get it. That's interesting and cool and good, and it was a good story. And but to see him, you know, I really just hope he gets a chance to go. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> see, I always, I always find you that. Big Bang Theory episode where they had Adam West, and he was like, "All these, all the ones would say, I'm Batman. I showed up 
everybody knew who I was. Well, since since we're talking about Michael Keaton and Batman, he actually um, Michael Keaton reveals how Jack Nicholson convinced him not to get buff for Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, During a recent appearance of Jimmy Fallon, Keaton admitted that his Batman co-star had 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 been a bad influence. He's like, hey, man, here's the thing I learned. I was so stupid to think, you know, when I was first doing Batman, I I got into really good shape. He said, I don't know why. I didn't think of this the first time. It's it's easier to be really skinny and not work out because you have more room to work around. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, Keaton realized this after Nicholson caught him exercising on the set of Tim Burton's Batman. He's like, I'm getting ready, I'm working the bag, I'm doing all this stuff. And Jack Nicholson, who's playing the Joker, walks by and he looks at me and he goes, what are you doing? <laughs> the actor recalled. He's like, so I said, work it out. And he goes, what for? <laughs> and then I stopped, I stopped sweating and went, I don't know. <laughs> he then just walked away and I thought, he's right, because I got the suit and that suit makes me look good. <laughs> So, <laughs> how was that? That's my phone ring because my sister doesn't know that it's Sunday and I'm doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll do a shout out now. Hi, Danielle. Even though you didn't pick it up, but she'll listen to this episode. And that's right. that was that was you. <laughs> you try to call him. Yeah, that was my that's my 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 ringtone is uh the booty song from uh, Teen Titans Go. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I always try to make my ringtones memorable and like, you know, like, oh, I have to. So that way it's, it's ear catching to me. Right. You know, yeah. So. I, my, my mind is the uh, theme from Star Wars because it, it, it both the time it works. Except for the one time I was actually in Disney World and I'm sitting in a restaurant and I'm like, who's playing the cool Star Wars music? And it's my phone going <laughs> off. <laughs> so I just like how this is Jack Nicholson can just influence a person just by going, why would you do that? <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Working out. What for? And just kept walking. And he's like, He's like, he's that's right because I got the suit. The suit makes me look good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he doesn't need to have washboard abs; they're built into the suit. <laughs> uh, clearly, decisions Keaton's decision not to get Sydney instead of Buff didn't have, didn't have a huge impact on the action movie. Uh, his first outing as Batman was a critical and financial hit, earning over four hundred million dollars in the international box office. Whew. Man, that's 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 crazy. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta sneeze coming on. Oh, there we um, go, kids. Hold nope. your mics, hold your earplugs. No, nope, no, nope. oh. it has moved on. It moved, moved on. on. Um, okay. So since we're talking about debuts and stuff, Ed, um, I don't know if you know it or not, but they're bringing in Riri, Riri Williams into the MCU. Do you know who Riri Williams is? No, I do not have Riri. <laughs> she is in the comic book. She's Ironheart. She's the African American girl who has her own Iron Man suit. Okay. Uh, uh, they're actually giving her. She's got an Ironheart series coming to Disney Plus, but apparently they're shooting Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and right now the character of Riri Williams, you'll meet her in Black Panther Two first. Hmm. 
So she started shooting this week and uh, this week before her Iron Heart series. Uh, just to let you know, for those people who don't know, in the Marvel Comics universe, Riri Williams is a teenager, teenaged engineering genius who designs her own version of an Iron Man suit. Following her, following her father's death, she lives with her mother and her aunt in Chicago. At 15 years old, she gets herself accepted into MIT. It is there that she builds her own version of an Iron Man-style suit. Using the armor to stop two escape prison inmates, Tony Stark reaches out to her and gives her his blessing to become a new armored hero. Yet there's no indication that Robert Downey Jr. or Tony Stark will be part of the character story of the MCU right now. Just so don't get your hopes up, Ed. Huh. <laughs> uh, however, the character did first appear in, in the comics as a cameo in the 2016 Invincible Iron Man number 7. Uh, soon she made a full appearance in the Invincible Iron Man number 9. And Marvel Studios announced Thor... Uh, her name is... Uh, I want to make sure I get her name right. Dom uh, Dominique Thorne. That's the girl who's doing Flanner. She will be coming to the big screen first. So um, I, I'm kind of excited. I don't know why. I'm, I'm, this sounds weird. I don't know anything about her. Know nothing about her. But I kind of I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with her. I, mean, I like. I guess maybe that's the part. Like like uh, Shang Tsung and the Ten Rings. I don't know anything about him, and I'm excited about seeing that. I guess now I'm in the I'm in the oh I don't know anything about you guys. What are you gonna show me? Are you gonna show me something new? Are you gonna show me something I've already seen? Will I like it because I don't know anything about it, or will I be like that? Will you see my dot dot dot? You know, <laughs> like I like like they have uh, the Moon Knight TV show. Did you see the? They have the Moon Knight TV show coming out, and uh, Isaac's uh, the guy who played in. Uh, Star Wars? Uh, no, Apocalypse. Uh, he played Apocalypse in X-Men. Yeah, I guess... Uh, uh, yeah, what if Isaacs... What the fuck's his first name? Uh, Oscar? Oscar Isaacs, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be Moon Knight, and they had a still photo of what the suit looks like. And it looked okay. I, I mean, it looked kind of reminded me a little bit of the uh, Spawn suit, to be honest. Okay. But, I mean, it was all right. I mean, I'm... I'm it's a still shot, so I can't. I don't want to be like, oh well, it looks crappy because maybe it's a it wasn't blurry image, but I'm like, well, I gotta see it in motion. I see what it looks like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and then, like it was, you're going back to like uh, 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 Jamie Fox when he played Electro, and you saw that suit, and right. you know, people saw that suit. It's like. Yeah, it, it it looked terrible, but when you saw it like live, you're like, oh, okay, that was good. Like it was a, it was, it was you know impressive. So you 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 got it, you know, kind of thing. And like as a still image, you can't really go by that and going, oh, it looks great, it looks terrible. You just don't know. I mean, you need to see movement on it now, how it interacts in the in the scene and uh, um, how it looks like you know in in live action versus you know a still photo of it. Right. So yeah, I mean, I'm 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 game. I mean, you know, they got me to care about Guardians of the Galaxy, which I had no clue. <laughs> yeah, they did a good job there. So I'm thinking, ah, you can't you can't get any worse. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm 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 some of it. All I'm gonna wait. Uh, you know, for um, you know, video or or uh, you know, when it gets on demand, uh, for free. You know, depending on on when it comes first. Like the 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 
Shanxi? Shanxi? What is it? Shang-Chi, I think it is. Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. <laughs> that I'm going to wait for probably Blu-ray. I'll, I'll buy it. You know, it's a Marvel movie. I'll, I'll definitely buy it, whether it's good or not. Um, and then from there... Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, okay. Yes. So I'll, I'll, I'll definitely, uh, um, you know, check it out. Uh, but I'm not going to go to the theater for it, and I'm not going to... Actually, I don't think it is on a, a Disney Plus as an axe... Uh, premier access so. i don't i don't think so i think it's one of those like only in movie theaters yeah i think that was the only movie theater one so i'm i'm probably gonna miss pat let that pass the movie theater and then wait for it to come out on on uh, uh you know video and watch it then or or uh or or, or disney plus depending on what comes first you know where how the quick the quickest way i can see it without you know going to the theater basically right <laughs> so all right i got my final article for the night ed is a controversial one. Um, and I, I, I think there's a follow-up to it, but I still think it's relevant. Um, Boba Fett's ship officially has a new name. Okay. Did you not know about this, Ed? I've heard, but I and want that, you to tell me. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, people have a problem with the word slave. Um, they got rid of the Slave Leia costume, uh, at least the name. It's called the Jabba Killer outfit now, I think it's called. Um, and so when it comes to the ship of Boba Fett's, we know and love it. It's called the Slave One. Uh-huh. Um, I never really thought about it in, you know, I guess because it was the 80s. And I don't really, you know, Boba Fett's not really like in the front runner of our thing, but I guess in today's society and because he's a Mandalorian and having his own show coming out people were taking offense to the name of the ship okay as, as they are wont to do in today's world right uh, I guess it's offensive to some people I don't know what the slave was part I mean like usually you kind of go okay the slave Leia outfit you get because she was you know, Jabba the Hutt's slave during that moment, so she's in the, the the gold bikini, and they don't want to call it the bikini, so they call it the slave Leia outfit. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Why they want to get rid of that name because it's it's calling her a slave. I don't understand the 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 offense with the slave one of the ship. I, I'll be honest. I, I I'm I'm clueless to that, and I've not seen an actual article of someone explaining why it's offensive. So. We're just going to have to go with people found it offensive, so they decided to take away the slave one name and change it. <clears throat> so, I'm going to tell you the name of the ship. Uh-huh. I don't think it's going to stick, to be honest. <clears throat> have you heard the name of the ship, Ed? Uh, no, I actually have not. I mean, unless, unless it's a, an official name, like, I know, I haven't, uh, I, I haven't heard, I've heard, I've, I've heard of a name, but I, you know, I'm like, I'm like, uh, so just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, let's see. In a press release that revealed uh, Paolo Vanelli's bounty hunter ship blueprint variant covers for the ongoing War of the Bounty Hunters comic event, it has seemingly been revealed that Boba Fett's ship's name has been changed from Slave One to dun, 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 Fire Spray. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. 
it's not it's not sitting well in my head fire spray quick get to the fire spray (laughs) i got the torch right here no 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 the shit (laughs) oh my Uh, gosh um okay I'm looking here at StarWarsFandom.com, Fire Spray 31, Class Patrol and Attack Craft. Uh, let's see, manufacturer, model, class, it's Pursuit Vessel, Starfighter, uh, Auto Blasters, one guard, two guard. Like it, it's, it's obviously they've already updated into they've already updated it in Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. See if I can get back to that article. As reported by Gaming Bible, the previously mentioned press release for the, the September 2021 comic issues described the variant covers that feature not only some of the greatest bounty hunters from the galaxy far, far away, but blueprints and images of their ships. In the list of sh- in the list that shares which bounty hunters were chosen, the one that catches our eye is Boba Fett and Fire Sprite. Um, back in June 2021. A Star Wars Lego set just called Boba Fett Starship caused a bit of a stir as the bounty hunter's iconic ship has always been a slave one. The move to change the name is mostly related to the term slave being associated with a Disney character, especially one who is set to have his own series at Disney+. Plus. Um, while Fire Spray may be a surprise name for some, it's actually in the modeled classification name of Slave 1, which is, a, which is called a Fire Spray 31 class patrol and attack craft. The reasons why many believe this to be Slave One's new name is that all other bounty hunters are listed with their names of their ships and not their classifications. Uh, for example, Bosk and the Houndstooth, Boba Fett and Firespray, IG-88 and the IG-2000, uh, Zuckus and the Mist Hunter, Balanced Barrot and the Broken Wing, and Dengar and the Punishing One. So the Firespray may be taking its official debut in comics in September, but it'll be very interesting to see if it's called what it's called in the book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus, which is apparently taking a wait and see approach in regards to a second season. (laughs) So, Boba Fett and Fire fire Spray. (laughs) Um, Wow. Uh, That is... uh... Right now, now a bunch of of Firefly fans are going, we were so close. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. I, I mean. I mean. You know. I, I think. I. I actually. I think I mentioned it last week or two weeks ago. Whenever it was, I. I actually bought the Boba Fett ship. And that's what it says on the box. The Lego ship. You know, kind of thing. Because that's really. The, oh yeah. Uh, I was at a tar. I, I was at a Target uh, near you actually. Um okay. And uh, you know, I'm. You know, I always look at the movies. Like every time I go somewhere, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to look at movies. And while I'm there now, I, I look at Legos to see, because I'm always like, I'm like, oh, I want to, I want to buy this, want to buy that, and you know, and I always, I always see something, and I'm like, uh, and then it's like, oh, it's a hundred bucks, like mm, I don't know if I can walk in, you know, my house right. with a hundred buck Lego set, you know, right? Um, but uh, but every once in a while, so a while ago though, going back, uh, my brother-in-law was asking about the ship. You know, and he was like, "I want to get it. I want to get Lego for him." I'm laughing at him, and he's like, "What are you? What are you laughing at?" Am I going? I've always had an interest in, in buying Slave One, you know, because that's what we called right. it, you know. Uh, but I said every time, it, it's not like they make Lego sets and they just sit there forever. 
they basically run out and they reissue them and they you know it's for whatever you know like a movie or a tv show or 20th anniversary or something that they will give it you know that and that's what that's what you'll see and then eventually everybody buys them up either the ones that want it and and build themselves or leave in a box or whatever or they resell it online for hundreds of dollars so you 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 know it costs like 50 bucks but you'll see it online for like three hundred dollars you know and it's just like ridiculous so as as going back to the store, I'm walking through, and there's two, well, Boba Fett ships <laughs> sitting there. Has the Mandalorian figure and Boba Fett as the two characters you get, um, uh, you know, for the for the set. And I'm thinking, I, I, all right, you know, I I I I texted him, and at first I didn't get an answer, but I'm thinking, well, I'm going to buy them both. If he doesn't want it, I'll either return it or sell it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> for right. double the price or whatever, you know, like kind of thing, or or you know, maybe I'll return it, you know, or or sell it to somebody I know that wants it or whatever. But he wanted it. He, you know, so I I I I sold him his, and then, you know, for the same price. Right. <laughs> I didn't make I money. Think, uh, I didn't make uh, money off family. Yeah. You know, uh, I I guess I was lucky that I got the um for the birthday gift. I got the slave one, and it is called the slave one because it's it, it's the Empire Strikes Back 40th Anniversary Slave One Edition. Wow! So I was like, I was like, when I put that together, and it's it's sitting up on a shelf somewhere. But I'm like, I have to go look at the box. I think I still have the box. It should still say Slave One because it was way before any of the any of the controversy. Well, yeah, you know, this past birthday? No, no, this past. Uh, it might have been Christmas. I might have got it for Christmas. Okay. Because this past birthday, I got the Mandalorian ship. Right, the Razor Crest. I remember you getting that. Crest, right. I have not yet put that together because I don't have the room to make that attempt because I was going to, but then we got a dog. And <laughs> she kind of takes up a lot of room. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no, because... My big fear is that she might, I might drop a Lego and she might eat it. Right. And then I have to wait for her to pass it. <laughs> 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 calling Lego up. Look, I need this piece. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I probably could do that because that happened to me in the past. Um, I had a Lego set and it was for the Lego um, the Lego Dimensions characters uh-huh. and the dog that we had, the, the, the Olga, she ate one of the pieces and I, I actually had contacted them and they said I go on the website and actually look at every um, set has an ID number, and on that ID number has a list of all the parts, and just let them know what parts were missing or d- destroyed, and they replaced them for free. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it, but it, don't get me wrong; it wasn't like oh, I lost the whole thing. It was like two or three pieces, and they're like, "Yeah, sure, no problem. We'll have it shipped." So it came right from Sweden, right to me, and I was like, "That's incredible!" <laughs> like, huh. so I could theoretically just pick a set and say that I bought it and maybe just kind of go like, oh, I missed this this piece. And like a month later, this piece. And like 10 years later, <laughs> I've got the complete set now. I got the complete set that I got for nothing. It took me a decade, but it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's red flags, you know. Be sure lo- there, you know, this guy's missing all these pieces all the time. <laughs> you know, and they're like... Uh, Right, like maybe we should not send it to him anymore. It's, he's been asking for the same Boba Fett series for the last five years, and it just seems to be all in this one. It, they all seem to be missing in that numerical order. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, they're on to me. 
Well, that's it, Ed. That's all I got. All right. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, it's Geeksters. Soon to be on OnlyFans. <laughs> I'll dress my little toes up as like Darth Vader and Han Solo. <laughs> I'm not filming that. <laughs> call it flying a ship called the Croc One. The Croc One. <laughs> you know, has anyone ever told you what happened to your little piggy? Obi-Wan told me you killed him. No, I am the piggy that went wee 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 all the way home, Luke. <laughs> I just as soon as kiss a pinky toe. I can arrange that. <laughs> all right, let's see. Uh, all right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. If you haven't already, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Or follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. Of course, if you want to contact Ed on anything you may have seen or heard on the show, contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And it's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.